Hello and welcome to the Liam Lauf podcast, episode 17. So today, finally, we've got a very special guest on, Kirsty. So Kirsty's been one of my long-standing clients who's absolutely smashed it. Uh, I shared a picture last night on Instagram. She's pretty much completely unrecognisable. So hello, Kirsty. Hello. So just to introduce Kirsty, then she's five foot. What? <laughs> Not even five foot. I can say mine. <laughs> I can say that because I'm a short ass. But what I'm quite impressed with of Kirsty is she's a bit like a robot. So you can give her a cal- calorie goal, she sticks to it. You can give her a program, she sticks to it. A workout, she sticks to it. She gets everything done. Really, really good to see. As well as losing that weight. Like, you've become very strong, would you not agree? Yeah, definitely. Um, when I started, I was, I was focusing on losing weight. Um, and then, as you start to reach the goals, you actually set yourself new goals that you didn't think when you started that you would even think possible, such as um, building muscles, just getting a lot fitter in general, um, but definitely focus on, on muscles and kind of physique in a way, like shaping yourself, which I didn't think was going to be something that I would be trying to achieve. It's a different kind of mindset, isn't yeah. it? So people often come just purely because of the skills mm. or, or how they look or whatever. And very rarely do you think, you know, I'll be focusing on aesthetics, I'll be mm. focusing on doing a first pull-up and stuff. Yeah. And I think even when we share the picture that, like you joke, that like you're always putting out kind of thing, or yeah. I often ask you to put out all the time. When we share that picture, people often just see the weight loss, which yeah. is obviously the thing that draws you in. They don't really see the client doing pull-ups, doing three peaks, you know, all these things that come with that weight loss. It's quite impressive. So if you can just go back to when you first approached me, like what sort of like state you're in physically, mentally, like how did you feel in yourself, stuff like that? I think it was, oh God, it'd be about two years ago now, um, January and I'd just started boot camp because I'd heard you speaking about it through the gym and I'd come up and asked you. Um, so I decided to come along to boot camp and then I've always been one that's been fit and through activities and things, but I always get to the end of the month thinking, could I have done better? Did I do that right? Mm. Is there something I could have changed? And then I thought, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to invest in a PT and that's when I approached yourself because I did look around the gym and look at PTs and see what they were doing and I've mm. had PTs before and you were the only one that I saw with the most consistent client base and you could see you putting stuff out on social media that whatever you were guiding them with was working. Mm. So I decided to approach yourself. Um, at that point, I'd been on holidays, a scuba dive, a snowboard, a mountain bike, but there was cert- I kept going up and down in weight. And although people didn't often see it on me because I am so short um, and I cover up with baggy clothes, um, I felt myself. And it was, it was definitely, it's all personal. It's, you're, it's the way you look at yourself as well. So I thought, right, this time, instead of yo-yoing, I'm going to get a PT, be accountable, and then start tracking it as well as I could so that there's there's no excuses from me because all the excuses were mine. I was putting blocks in my own way. Yeah. Um, so that's when I approached yourself. And it was definitely at that time, weight loss. I couldn't couldn't see past yeah, that. It's that initial, yeah, it's that initial, yeah. Um, and then, because I remember people in my work saying, oh, you don't need a, a PT, you don't need like to lose weight and that's when I actually got my phone out to one of my colleagues and was like look I'll show you a picture of my underwear <laughs> and this is what I look like yeah. and that's when they're like oh we didn't realise you were like yeah, that yeah. underneath um, so that's when I kind of started that journey that I'd, I'd do all these sports and a lot of them like scuba diving and that you've got to be in the tightest of wetsuits and stuff 
I ran oh, bikinis so. and I was like, right, I'm sick of covering up on the beach at 30 degrees. So I feel more confident. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was, I had a few friends' weddings that year as well. And I thought, I'm not wanting to spend another couple of years of my life looking at photographs going, oh, could we delete that? I don't like that angle. And yeah. I'm not sure about that. And nights out as well. I can't wear that because it doesn't fit or I'm not wanting this or I didn't look quite right in that. It was more about as well as my own kind of mental health and emotional well-being. Yeah. I was just sick of going up and down on a roller coaster. Yeah, it's interesting. I think a lot of it, a lot of people think, if you're not into the gym at least, mm-hmm. that people who go to the gym, it's just about kind of vanity and stuff like that. But like you said, it's how you feel in yourself. Mm-hmm. It's how people kind of interact with you and it's mental health as well. It's not yeah. just like, oh, I would like some abs, I would like some glutes, I would like some biceps. There's a lot more to it than that. So it was, it was a box fit class, wasn't it, if I remember rightly? Yeah, it was box fit, yeah. but it started coming to through the classes at the gym. Um, and that was when I was reading kind of some of your posts saying, like, and I was I was that typical gym member that I used to train with my dad and my granddad. My granddad was a weightlifter, and he was only five foot as well. And it was always back, biceps, leg day, things like that. Mm. And then it was through reading your posts and me going to these endless classes that I thought I fit right into the stereotype of trying to lose this weight, but yeah. the wrong way about it. And I was too busy focusing on losing weight that when we started introducing actual weights in the gym, yeah, that's too. when I started to see the change. Um, the same person in work that said they didn't need to lose weight. I remember having to change some of my clothes, going buy new smaller clothes to fit me. And she told me my trousers were hanging off us. And I thought, I'll keep these trousers because I've just bought them. <laughs> and then months down the line, um, they're one of the better pair because I've actually built a butt that yeah, fits yes, them. Yes. So they now they're they're not loose anymore. They're actually fitted and fit yeah. in shape now. And I so think rather than rather than just focus on the number, which yeah. no one really cares about that much, yeah. apart from the actual person who thinks it's important. Yeah. You're actually chipping away at physique, building a physique. So the end result is often much better than someone who does the juice shakes, the endless classes, or the cardio diet. Yeah. I should cardio every day because you're actually maintaining and or building muscle. Mm-hmm. So you end up kind of proud of your physique. Yeah. When I think a lot of people just focus on the scales, they lose it off the arm, face, elbows, everywhere but the midline. Yeah. And they often don't really get any extra confidence that comes with being fitter, being in shape, being healthier. And they've just got that same ring. So they're still trying to cover up. Yeah. They're not any more confident. They haven't got any strength. So they kind of miss that crucial part. So even for me, to be honest, because it's been so long since we worked together, how did you find the initial kind of from not having a PT to, to getting straight into it. Because I remember you starting really well. Yeah. I remember I've always known you as someone with really high kind of consistency levels. Yeah. But how did you find, like, going from the curse you first approached me to, like, getting these results? It was definitely a big... I think it was definitely a positive change um, because I'd got so... I was justifying it to myself like everybody does about it. So it's, it's, no, it's no cheap. You need to have the money um, to get a PT. And I thought, right... That's one incentive in itself, just to be accountable. Um, and for me, it was stop with the excuses as well. That gave me somebody to be accountable to. Yeah. Um, and sort of, so coming to yourself was was a big changing block for me. So then I was thinking, right, I've got to account for this. I've got to get my money's worth. And you were always saying mm. that to me. Don't just pay me money, actually. And see me a week, yeah. Out, of, yeah. out of me. And I, I kind of took that on board and I thought, you're right. And that's why I know it's no for everybody, but it definitely was for me for the consistent tracking, the calories, the measurements. Mm. Sometimes the pictures at the start, less pictures, yeah. but more um, tracking of measurements and things and, and the scales. But I've never been too bad with the scales. Um, I've always been, they're just 
for me to see that I'm at least fluctuating around a certain yeah. weight. Because I think at f- four foot nine, the heaviest I've ever been was near enough nine stone. And sitting comfortably and healthy around seven and a half stone now. So that for me just shows me when I'm tipping past being kind of going back into the... A red I, line, was, like. I was obese at the time, if, mm. you, if you believe BMI. But I'm um, considering my weight. But you were... My height, sorry. But you were the first PT that... When we worked out my calories, you took my height into consideration. Yeah. Which I've been, I've done the programs, I've done the online stuff through well-known um online uh PTs, and it was actually one of the podcasts that you uh, pointed me to, and one of the guys that I follow now on Instagram that pointed out the only thing personal on any of their programs that I had was a PDF where they'd replaced my name with yeah, yeah, somebody yeah. else's. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was that was quite right, because when I look back at the, the meals I was eating then and counting some of the calories just out of curiosity, they were, they were off the grid for me. Yeah. Um, I was like, and that was for me as well. I get that people didn't want to track everything, but for me, it left me questioning a lot less. And that was the big difference between getting a PT and going at, going at myself, that every week or every month or after every workout, was I target in the right place? Is this beneficial to my goals? And um, I'm not a professional in that area. Mm. I've got limited knowledge just by going to the gym and being in that environment. But having somebody there with the knowledge, and I'm always questioning you during PT, asking for <laughs> evidence-based yeah, stuff. And having been able to point me to that um, just reassured me that each session that I've done with PT, I was getting my money's worth. I was targeting the right areas. Um, and it was beneficial for me. That's that's the big difference is now I know the results I'm going to get at the end or at least I'm working towards, regardless how long they'll take, I'm on the right path this yeah. time rather than just aimlessly... Just, going yeah, yeah, just turn up. Because I think if you interviewed, well, especially in the gym, but even yeah. generally, if you interviewed 100 people said, would you like to be a bit leaner, a bit fitter, a bit stronger, you know, like more confidence, everyone would say yes. And they've all loosely got a bit of yeah. commitment and a bit of kind of desire but it's the actual act of getting to the gym that's hard when you've been working nine to five. But if you had that PT session booked in, it's easier. Yeah. And then over time, as you've done, you've created habits where you, you see me a lot less, but you can get yourself yeah. to the gym because it's now a habit. Yeah. But I think for the person sitting at home who wants to get in shape, they think, all right, I'm not going to pay a PT. I'm not going to get like a training program. I'll just turn up and do some classes. And they often can't stick it out for the long run. And even those classes, as good and fun as they might be, I taught a lot and I still teach classes at boot camp. It is effectively just cardio, isn't yeah. it? So, like the the weights are the same weight as last week in most cases. Yeah. Very rarely you're progressively overloading it and stuff. So again, a bit a bit like Jordan who I had on the podcast recently, and pretty much most of my clients. So how many classes are you doing a week now, like in the gym? None. None, because you see the value yeah. of, of the training. And that's the difference when you're coming and you're doing a weights workout. Sometimes you you're not really feeling it, but you can go through it. Whereas it's a difference when you know you've got to go to a class. You're gonna get beasted for about an hour 45 mm. minutes and it's harder to get yourself to the classes um whereas when i was doing them at the start i felt like i was doing classes to like um sort of compensate bad decisions that i'd made through nutrition or i'd just been sitting on my butt all day at work so i thought right i need to go to a class was i didn't feel like i need to do any kind of anything now apart from I enjoy my training yeah I go to the training and I do cardio as a bonus when I'm trying to reach a specific goal or just get a bit fitter and um, for instance the Spartan races yeah um we done last year when I done the Spartan races it was predominantly weights that I'd done 
and maybe a boot camp on a Wednesday where I'd done some running. But when it came to the Spartan race, I can see people lapping me running. But when it came to the monkey bars, sort of guys with six packs, yeah, yeah, with their shirts off that couldn't get across the monkey bars or up a rope. And I was flying up and across, Mm. which was, it was a good feeling uh, that I'd managed to achieve that. Going from not being able to pull my own body weight up to like climbing ropes, doing monkey bars quite easily now. And I think that's been through weights, which I never gave enough importance to weights yeah. before I met you. That's a, yeah, it's, it's very common. Like, even before I was qualified, I'd be like, well, go for a run if you want to lose weight, you know, mm. go for a walk kind of thing, get on the bike, join your local spin class. But it's just, unless your diet's really on point and all you truly care about is the scales, which you might initially, mm. at some point you're going to get frustrated or bored. Whereas when you first come to me, and I always say this to the clients, my goal was to get you to do a pull-up or a chin-up. And even if it necessarily wasn't yours, I'm always thinking at the back of the mind, even for clients, you know, they're really quite big and it's quite far-fetched. I'm always thinking, long game, let's do some, you know, some pull-up movements, let's do some dead hangs, TRX, whatever it is. And I'm always thinking at some point, it might take six months or a year. And then as you're losing that weight, you're getting stronger, you're doing your first pull-up and now you're probably quite proud of that, or you yeah. should be. And uh, so like, like you come on this podcast and like a few clients have, and it's, it's often because I get a lot of comments about yourself and people yeah. are curious and stuff. And I think people downplay their own results and stuff, but I get a lot of comments about it and people see you do pull-ups and they're like, oh, I want to do a pull-up like Kirsty or you know you're doing well with your weight loss and another client i want to smash it like kirsty and it kind of helps you know yeah. in the group and stuff supporting each other but i think whether you hire a pt or not people need to start thinking longer term yeah. so do i just want to make the scale number come down and not get any strength any function improve my posture get fitter or do i want to bring the scale down it might take a bit longer because it's not a crash diet yeah. it's not your cardio it might take a bit longer but you might build a bit of muscle glutes pull-ups spartan races stuff like that how did you did it help you having goals like the three peaks in the Spartan rather than just being scales and body yeah. weight and pitches? Definitely. I think taking the focus away from the scales, the weight and the nutrition sometimes, although the nutrition's always in the back of your mind, having another goal where you're not consistently focusing on the weight loss through food mm. and things like that and having the, the pull-up goal or the Spartan goal, it gave you something to work towards. Because like we, you often say to me is, when you when you've not got a goal and you're just trying to trim down and trim down, there's nothing. There's no end in sight. Yeah. Where you're you're just continuously doing that, and and I always say as well for myself, it's out of sight, out of mind. That might be on my my mind that day, thinking right, let's get this, and then the next day I'm I'm trying not to eat a donut. Whereas when I'm training towards something, I'm like right, let's let's get focused. Let's let's look at this, and then I'll go in the gym and do the extra pull up, or I'm consistently trying to put up my weights or my reps. Mm which I think is, a, is a, a very healthy shift from focusing on um, food all the time and weight all the time. Yeah. Like you're very conscious of nutrition, and that, is, that was my, my main thing, because I can train, I can follow what you're telling me um, a lot better now with putting these goals up. But it, for me, it was more accountability towards um, the nutrition as well. So as much as focusing on the goals, they were always in the background. But yeah. having the goals in the gym yeah. kept other things in sight for me to keep the goals in the background ticking over while I focused on something that didn't feel like I was on a militant regime. Yeah. Now, if anybody saw my Facebook or Instagram, they know I can be quite militant. And especially Ian, who's my husband and has to track my calories and weigh my food. <laughs> but having that support as well helps. But it, it's, it's not for everyone. I totally get that. But for me... 
it left me no questioning things and that for mm. me was a big thing from week to week when sometimes especially being a woman week to week your body changes composition every two weeks yeah um so having the pictures having that measurement that i can look back and say i'm looking a bit bloated today but actually um i've no ate nothing that i shouldn't have ate i know this is just my body reacting to the the changes, changes of being a woman yeah. this 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 week um so then that kind of reinstills in me, keep it going for the next week and then you'll see that change in the next week. And also as well as being four foot nine, um, or as I like to say, four foot fuck all. <laughs> so when I've got somebody that knows what calories I'm meant to be eating, mm. and I think when I came and I gave you my first diary of food, I was 1,000 to 2,000 calories over every day. Jesus. Um, and that was just because I wanted that food. I thought yeah. I need to eat and... My husband's six foot two, and I think I could have out ate him. I was like, I was like the Michelin man, um, and that's what I really needed to focus on. And I've got a lot healthier habits and a healthier relationship with food, which has been it started out militant, but over time I've developed small habits that I've just continued that I don't even think about now. Yeah. That that that's just I go to a black coffee in the morning. Yeah, that's just the key. I'm no longer having mochas or caramel chai lattes and yeah. everything. So you're not relying on, on discipline and determination yeah. and willpower yeah. when you present good choices. You've just built this habit. Yeah. So when you walk in a coffee shop, nothing's really on your mind other than a black coffee, and it's yeah. the same with me. Uh, I never drank coffee till I was about 26, and now I, I can't do without, and I kind of wean myself onto it. But now it is a habit. You know, just like the gym is now a habit. I used to hate the gym, uh, and I think you just, you've just got to kind of force things for like two weeks or four weeks or 12 weeks and at some point it does become a habit so I would like to think if we stop training now for whatever reason I'd be very confident and you would continue to progress or you know at least maintain or at least have the tools to kind of progress if you regress slightly yeah. because you, you've learned something and you've built some habits versus you just turning up getting beasted oh my god Liam's an amazing PT because I'm in a puddle of sweat mm. you know what I mean and, and then the second you stop paying me or we stop working together for whatever reason then it kind of comes back on. So yeah. you, you've got some principles, you've got some habits and stuff. That's what's good now. It definitely gives me a lot more sort of confidence when I will have, I will get pleasantly plump at Christmas every so often, but I know what I've got to do to get me back to a state where I'm happy again mm. or I'm physically a lot fitter and healthier. Um, and I'm sure my family hate me because I preach to them all the time about this, about just track your calories, do this, go to the gym and do the weights or whatever. Um, but it's definitely, in terms of mental health, it's got me in a lot better place. I've never had a mental health issue, but I have been like other people when you get low days and you're sort of, that spirals into a week and two weeks and before you know it, you're sitting on the couch in front of the TV for months at a time yeah. before you're doing anything. And I think just with the training and being a lot healthier and having the knowledge about how to get myself back on an even keel, that if I do have a down day or a down week, it back doesn't. On, yeah. um, I'm back on yeah. it, and I think that's a lot better. Uh, I'm a big advocate for like fitness and nutrition for mental health. I think it helps a lot of people. Like it's definitely underestimated. Um, I know people preach it a lot, but you still get the people that you'll they'll disappear off the scene for months because they've not been feeling it and things like that. Um, and it's just continuing to, like you do say, there's days that I don't want to go to the gym, days that I don't want to um follow my nutrition. But I'll maybe have that one meal off or I'll have maybe that one day off and get back on it the next day, which I'm a lot better at, which I never used to be. Um, and it's, it's just through working with yourself, like say, developing these small habits that are just, 
and, and I'm not depriving myself anymore. I I I don't track as as cons- as much as I did at the start, but I do pick the things that I need to track for me, yeah. because. I do always track calories just because I know what I'm like. I'll fill my plate up and put loads of stuff on it and go, that looks about 500 calories. Going to myself, it's probably 1,000. So I'm like, like, let's leave no room for questioning and let's put it in there. And it's just been accountable. I put it in my app, I look at it, and I'm like, it keeps me on track. And it does empower you to kind of sneak stuff in if you have to and not kind of stress about it. I do find it's, I say to some clients, it's kind of like personality driven. So I describe you have jokes like a robot and like I describe it as like analytical. So if you've got that kind of analytical personality and you like to kind of see the numbers and, and have something to weigh for and have a, a red line of crossing, if you like, you do really well. But I do think at the same time, there's other people who kind of can't handle that kind of, almost takes the fun out of eating. But like, I know you like James yeah. Smith stuff. He's always saying, you know, like about your bank balance, you know, if you fuss yeah. over that, it's kind of like, you know, good financial habits and stuff. Yeah. But you don't just spend your money every night or maybe if you're young you do but it just gives you something to track but I think for some people it's about focus on eating quality foods but for those same people it's sometimes too much freedom Yeah. and it's like oh I'm eating healthy foods avocado and sour bread toast and you know I'm having loads of eggs and stuff but when you actually add up the calories mm-hmm. those calories still count and then often those kinds of people sometimes have a bad day or a bad treat or suboptimal meal if you like and the thing, oh, I've blown it now. Whereas you just look at your calories and go, yeah. yes, I had this chocolate bar, but it fits within my calories yeah. and a calories unit measure and you can't get around that. And yes, we'd rather eat salads and fruits and veg and, and single ingredient foods. But then the day when you eat a Mars bar and a calorie deficit, you've eaten a Mars bar yeah. and you've burnt those calories off. So it's like not the end of the world. So you don't beat yourself up. And that's it. Like, like I say, I had the PDF with my personalised name on it. Um, <laughs> and when I... I had a few meals when I started with you left and I thought, right, I'm tracking my calories because I thought, if I'm going to do this, I'm the type of person that needs to go all in at the start and then I can start, like you say, you teeter off here and there, but you've developed so many small habits that you're still knows, you're not going back or reverting back to yeah. what you were before. So when I, I track some of the calories and considering like maybe at maintenance I'm on 1,700 because bearing in mind that I'm four foot nine I will stress that again in case anybody thinks very small again. margins isn't it exactly yeah. and some of the meals were like 500 600 calories and I was eating three of them a day plus trying to fit in two snacks so that was one thing that I developed what I thought was good habits um, but when I started tracking calories, because at the end of the day, the numbers do count. Yeah. Um, th- that's the thing that's got me to where I am, is looking at the calories. And I, I needed to go all in because I needed to remove all sort of the questioning that was going on in my, my, my mind for myself. Could I eat that? Could I eat this? And my diet wasn't a great to start with. My diet, I, like you saw, I was fitting in packs of crisps. I was fitting in chocolate bars into the calories. And I shifted the weight. But as the margins got smaller yeah. and I developed the habits, I was like, actually, I can see that that packet of crisps and that chocolate bar never sustained me as much as just having that yeah. extra chicken breast. And I was removing protein because that was the higher calories at the start of my diet at the very early days. I was removing protein to fit in chocolate bars within the calories. Yeah. Whereas over time, I'm like, right, I'd rather have the extra protein. And now I'm actually surprised myself in the last couple of, I think a month or two, you've kind of set it as a challenge to stop snacking which I was a big advocate for snacks just because I'm Scottish and I like anything fried usually um, I, I've no snacked I have better meals and quality yeah. meals 
and I've just stopped snacking and I've not even thought about it until I go for the chocolate bar and think, when was the last time I had one of them? And it's dark yeah. chocolate and day habits that I go for. And I, I genuinely do not feel like I'm depriving myself of anything. Mm. Um, I've got a better balance to it, I think. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I am that kind of person that I'll... If I do, like like James Smith says, I am the type of person that if you blow one tyre, I'll slash the other three. You just go wild. Yeah, and I'll eat a, a packet of crisps and then I'll eat the whole multi-pack. Whereas now they're the things that I've started to change. I didn't go so... I didn't, like, jump off the wagon. Yeah, but, like, but yeah. like it's... They give up because you had one bad meal. Yeah. I think for you, definitely, the way I kind of introduced it was more like a phase. So it was like a phase of, right, you, you want to lose weight... Let, and you're keen to see some change mm-hmm. let's just track calories mm-hmm. no to a certain extent fit what you like in it that sounds a bit of an extreme statement but I didn't really care as long as you track the calories as long as you're in a deficit and I felt like giving you too many salads and, and bloody eggs and hummus and perfect meals I, th- I think that was too much change yeah. from the curse you first approached me so it felt like a phase it was like let's just address the main important thing with weight loss which is calories you, know, you can do all the cardio in the world yeah. eat all the superfoods and get all the steps in but if you're not in that calorie deficit so to me, I didn't want to do too much change. We did the deficit. We lost all the weight. As your goals have got greater, like my client Samuel, you know as well, in similar kind of shoes where you look totally unrecognisable to your picture and your goals have changed with that. And also, like especially being female, you know, like me being short, like your margins are smaller. So I've started going, well, can we make that little suboptimal chocolate bar or that treat that we don't really want? Can we make that more nutritious? You know, make those foods better because it's linked to your appetite and your control and cravings and things like that. So I think you've got to, for the people who listen to this who maybe aren't in shape or haven't got a PT, it's just address the calories first and squeeze what you want in. But I think you do reach a stage that you're at now where you've got to start looking at food quality and and nutritional quality and not just kind of living on rice cakes and chocolate bars and, and stuff like that. Definitely eating a lot better foods. I think I eat more spinach than Popeye now. Um, it's just ridiculous, but it's it's and it's better food, and I feel better for it. And I know yeah. pe- I, I, often you'd like the packet of crisps or like the chocolate bar or whatever, but actually when I do have a takeaway or anything like that, I'm like it wasn't even worth it. Like you can taste the quality yeah. of the foods now, and I feel like everything's just sugar. But and that's the first piece of advice I give anybody is. Because I've got people coming up to me in my work and in my personal life. Um, what have you been doing? And, oh, we'll start Monday. We're going to eat healthy. We're going to go to the gym. And my advice is the same advice you gave to me, is take it in stages. Yeah. Control what you can bef- first before you start. If you overwhelm yourself, you're more yeah, likely to Yeah, people go all in, doing them. I'm going to track work. calories. I'm going to go to yeah. the gym four days a week. I'm going to go, go do this, go do that. And the gym sessions kill you off. Yeah. You're in low calorie, so you kind of burn the candle at both ends. So you'd be best off just doing exercise and eating what you normally eat yeah. or reducing it slightly, you know what I mean? Or going really heavy on the diet and then getting your steps in. Yeah. But when you go straight from zero to like 100 miles an hour, yeah. you might last a week, you might last five weeks, you might last 10. Uh, one thing I'd like to just touch on is like the whole progress pitches thing. So I think me, it is sometimes a battle getting clients to do them. And it's not just like, if you're not going to track calories or send a picture, I feel like consciously or subconsciously, Clients that allowing themselves to kind of to stall to do quote unquote okay to to do not bad and it and you can't really see the progress and it, it it's a bit of a challenge for me to convince people to do it because people often have a few anxieties insecurities confidence issues but those who've done it never regret it kind of thing and some do it once a month some do it once a week you know but I think you need something to compare it to because you're probably forgetting how far you come at times you know what I mean yeah. when you have a bad day and stuff what would your advice be to someone who's a bit kind of self-conscious around doing that i would definitely take 
but the photos because the thing is everybody likes a good before and after pic even if it's just for your personal use yeah yeah it doesn't have to be on facebook yeah it doesn't have to be on social media although i think half of the uk has seen me in a bikini now yeah (laughs) thanks for that yeah (laughs) i've worked for it so why not why not um but i think because some of my very early photographs um i don't even think they were maybe me at my heaviest because i thought i want to lose for some reason I wanted to lose a bit of weight before I even put the first progress photograph in or the first photograph but then now looking back I think I've done myself a disservice because I've lost a little bit before I've took that very first photograph mm. and I looked like a little hippo in the first photograph but um, you you do see it like like weight and things will go up and down I never rely on weight um, I'm probably I think the, the, the lightest I've been was maybe seven stone um, but I, I wasn't a, I didn't feel as toned, I didn't feel as like I had muscles or that. I was just like I was just feeling like I was fading really. Yeah. I looked like maybe a runner, um, like stamina or whatever, but I, and my clothes were hanging off as I felt. Whereas now my clothes fit as and I'm a bit heavier, so that's why I never rely on weight because I look healthier. Um but the progress photos week on week and I, I don't always send them to you yeah. week on week. Um, because you know sometimes when, when I've no sent them either it's that time of the month when I'm feeling a bit bloated I'm not feeling myself in the pictures um, but I will still take them for yeah. me um, and that's the reassurance that okay if I, at least if I've stayed the same I've stayed the same yeah. and there's ones where I have sent them to you and went I've regressed I've went back yeah. I can see this but then it puts me in a better frame of mind for the next week yeah. Um, it's like a double positive I always yeah. say so either you get a nice kick up the ass, mm-hmm. like nothing's changed or yeah. regress slightly get back to it yeah. or you see the positive and quite often it is I know you mentioned a few bad times but quite often it's the positive but your diet hasn't like been 100% so you've mm-hmm. started yeah. to doubt it you've had a little treat you've had a sloppy day you missed the gym because of work whatever it is life, kids, family whatever for pe- certain people and then you think oh I've not progressed but then you see the picture and you have and it's like boom I'm back on track and you start to realise I always say this you don't need to be 100% and I always joke like nobody's 100% yeah. not even like Conor McGregor or you know 100% is like life and death or you know your kids your family stuff like that so I, I know bodybuilders like locally who've smashed shows you know I've worked with and they've had a, they've had a pizza two weeks before yeah. and they felt guilty because of it like if someone's 80%, 75%, 90%, they'll see progress week on week. So you might have a crap day, a crap week, even a bad month. But when you look at that picture, you're often like, Jesus, I'm progressing. And without that picture, you'd always be second-guessing yourself. And sometimes I might say it, but I'm not 100% sure, so I don't like to say it. And, and coach and client are both kind of guessing each other. Yeah. So I think that's, as I've got more experience as a PT, I do try and push the pictures more, but for weight loss goals at least I think definitely with the pictures again it removes all the variables you can see in the plain light of day that picture if you've made progress yeah. because I'm one of them in the gym that stands in the mirror every so often when nobody's in the changing room trying to get that angle to find the, to find the tricep or a <laughs> bicep or something and you can I can send pictures that look like I've got abs sometimes or the way I'm mm. standing but in the but then the next day, I'll then question that. Whereas yeah. I know every Sunday, first thing in the morning, first thing I do is take the progress pictures to see without any smoke and mirrors, yeah. angles, what I've actually yeah. achieved that week or every other couple of weeks. It gets harder to spot difference now just because, like you say, margins are a lot smaller. But another big thing that I notice with the pictures is I never see the back of myself. Um, so when I, when I saw, when I compared my photographs, because... 
week on week you're seeing very marginal changes if any and they're very hard to see so I always throw it back to one of my very early pictures yeah. and to see that I've actually built an arse like <laughs> it, it wasn't there before and now it is yeah. um, and it's just amazing to see that that's through like all the work that I've been doing um, and with the right guidance and the right input and following that and keeping me on track mm. and as well it stops me like I say slashing the other three tyres now that maybe you think you're not wanting to work out or and there's so many people that in, in my personal life that still go out and think right I need to lose weight let's do 45 minutes on a cross train or a bike or let's go for a run and I'm and to, just to sort of I'm always preaching like just eat less and do the weights like, yeah. and you'll see your body shape changing a bit more which I think the body shape for me has made all the difference the weights and the nutrition being a bit better well being a lot better but the weights has made the big difference for me yeah, 100%. because I felt if I was still back where I was when I first started just trying to drop that weight I would again I think I would just look like skin on bones really I would just be there would be no shape to me yeah. um, whereas I can see that where a few people that I've known in my personal life that are still going to the gym, still focused on that cardio, um, and I'll wait this burger, I need to go and run for another hour, and things like that, that that's the difference between me and them now, that I'm seeing the, the, the change in the yeah. shape, because I've, I've got, I feel, a bit more knowledge about how, how you go about getting that now, and that's, that's if anything, that's making us look slimmer and yeah. healthier, I'm looking more toned, I'm not just looking like I'm skinny. Yeah, like you, yeah. A fit, you build a figure yeah. really rather than just lost in the weight. Quite often people end up becoming almost skinny fat where the arms, legs shrink yeah. and they've got that ring like I said yeah. earlier but like you say you've built glutes and you've got you know, your back and your arms look good so it kind of makes your waist look smaller even yeah. if it's not always t- tiny you know yeah. what I mean which it is on, on you yeah. but yeah. Uh, running out of time now so yeah I'd like to thank you for coming on uh, I know people downplay their own progress but I do get a lot of compliments regarding your progress so I think like I said, it's you do kind of help motivate some other clients and, and show people what's done. So I'd like to thank you for that. Uh, thanks for coming on. I know we're a bit, bit sceptical about our accents and if you can understand both of us together. But yeah, thanks for coming on. Well, cheers. Release a transcript. <laughs> right, cheers, guys. Thanks. <laughs>